Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and today is Wednesday, the 8th of November in the year 2023. And we're doing this on Wednesday because I couldn't do it on Sunday, and I am recovering from being sick. Um, I'm not 100% yet, but I would like to say thank you to everyone who sent good wishes and telling me to drink tea and honey and stuff. So um, <clears throat> I've recovered enough to be able to sit and do this podcast. Um, and I actually debated maybe I should just skip the week and just do next next Sunday. But I thought, well, you know, I can, I can muster through this. <laughs> um, in any event... I wanted to take a moment and remind you about my creation immersion, which I'm going to start next Tuesday, the 14th. If you are interested in joining, I would love to have you. We are going to do at least four, possibly five, um, meetings of workshop type meetings. And they'll be there to help you create content, learn what you want to offer, how to put it out in the world, all those things run the gamut on putting together something. If you've ever wanted to teach, if you ever have a vision, if you want to start sub supplementing your regular income, if you want to start a new business, this is for you. So I welcome you, Creation Immersion. You can DM me on Instagram, The Golden Astrologer, or you can write to me at deb at debmcbride.com or info at goldenastrologer.com. I welcome all inquiries and it's 333 and it'll be, you know, four times that we'll meet at least possibly five because it depends on how much time we need to get through your projects and what you want to do and bring you to a place of creating something. Now, I know that people might say, well, hey, I, I don't even know like what to offer. That's the first step that we're going to cover. So it, it just, you just need to have a vision. That's all. And if you want to start putting together a mailing list or you already have a mailing list, if you've never done this before, if you do things live, you teach live, and now you want to do a little more, like do it on Zoom and stuff so you can reach more people. So, you know, if they're not in your neighborhood, that would be great. So I welcome one and all. Um, today we have Venus having gone into Libra. So Venus is in Libra and this is Venus's home. This is one of her homes. Taurus is the other one. And this is the first time she's been in Libra since last year, about this time of year. And she is very happy in the sign of Libra because it's where she feels serene and beautiful and aesthetic and all the good, lovely things that come with lovely Libra. And Venus rules Libra. So, like I said, she's in her home. Now, this is actually a really good um, thing to have at this point in time because we're moving into a place where somebody is in their rulership. And we know that Mars is in its co-rulership in Scorpio, where it co-rules with Pluto, but it's Mars. And we know what Mars is, and Mars is about war. And technically, if we look, other than Neptune being in Pisces for a million years and that kind of rules the heavens, um, but Mars being in Scorpio in its rulership all these weeks, and we've got the world in the condition it's in, I think it's going to do us some real good to have Venus go into Libra for the next bunch of weeks, and peace possibly can be reached. That's my hope. But 
Venus in Libra is now really ruling the skies because she is the goddess of Libra and she is the ruler of Libra. And we look at something that I've mentioned before called dispositorship. And that is what planets are sitting in um, the signs at which they rule. Now, what the way things are looking, like I said, other than Neptune and Pisces for so many years, over 10 years now, um, this is really about looking at the inner planets a little more because the outer planets don't move very far, right? They move very slowly over years and years. And we're looking at where the inner planets are going on a day-to-day -day basis. And Venus is now in her own sign. So this is good. She likes it there. And she is going to hopefully give us some beauty and aesthetic and hope and peace and serenity somehow in our lives in, in the world because she is right now ruling the heavens. So that's a good thing. We like when Venus is ruling the heavens. That means that, you know, our focus, unconsciously of course, you know, is a sense of peace and serenity and hope and beauty. So let's hope that the future weeks that we're going to be going into are a little less um, warrior-like, shall we say. And in the meantime, Mercury is going to be leaving his place in Scorpio and going into Sagittarius. And that's going to happen late tomorrow night, early Friday morning. And that's going to be another new thing for us because Mercury's been in Scorpio for a while. So we've had these three planets in Scorpio, which is really intense. And the dialogue in the world right now is really intense. So Mercury is much more fluid in Sagittarius. And, you know, Sagittarius is about philosophical beliefs and it's about higher learning and education and the justice system. And Mercury going there could really do us some good, especially since we don't have like a lot of fire in the sky and except for the occasional moon passing through a fire sign. So for the next few weeks, this will do us some good to like have the elements balanced and bring a little fire to the sky and maybe some sparkly energy. Sagittarius can be sparkly. So we're liking this. So things are shifting this week. We've got two planets changing signs. We do have two planets, you know, moving into different places. And that takes Venus out of a place that she's in her fall, which was Virgo. And it takes Mercury into a place where it can be a little more communicative and fluid in philosophical matters. However, <laughs> as we move through this week, on Saturday we are going to have Mars, which is in Scorpio, as I mentioned, opposite the planet Uranus. And opposite Uranus is a whole other ball of wax. Now, Mars hasn't opposed Uranus in approximately two years. So we're looking at something that hasn't occurred for a long time. It did conjunct Uranus early August of last year. And so that was a little rough. I remember that before it went into Gemini and then went retrograde and was there for like six, seven months. So this is a whole other thing. Mars is, like I said, the warrior. It is the planet that ignites things. It's a planet that can set the fire going. Now, it is in a place that's strong for, for Mars, which is Scorpio, as I mentioned. But it's really the ignition 
with Uranus that we're concerned about. Uranus is the unexpected. Uranus is the planet ruling uh, the unexpected, the unknown, things that happen out of nowhere, surprises, good surprises, not so good surprises. Um, Uranus just is. You know, the outer planets, you can't say, oh, but it's so good. Oh, but it's so bad. Uranus can bring amazing stuff, but um, it is a planet of things that can get overwhelming and highly charged and, you know, sparks and fireworks and things that on one hand we could love. If you love that feeling of being on a roller coaster, then you're good with Uranus. But once Mars gets involved, then we turn up the volume on the sparkles, maybe. We turn up the volume on anything that's already heated. So things in the world that are already heated, even though Venus is now in Libra, we have to just be aware that things could get hotter. So in your life, if you've got things uh, that are heated or you're expecting them to pop or things that might be aggravating to you, you gotta, you got to stay aware of this and you've got to stay aware of how you react to things. And Mars and Uranus together in an opposition, which is a hard aspect, is reactive. So do you want to react? How do you want to react? What will happen if you react? The experience of Mars um, with Uranus is it could be really exciting and a breakthrough. And one of the things we want to get to in this transit is a breakthrough. And I always talk about Mars and Uranus as breakthroughs. And that is the, that's the positive, ultimate way we want to experience it. We want to experience a breakthrough. Who doesn't want to experience a breakthrough? A breakthrough in your thinking, a breakthrough in problem solving, a breakthrough in, you know, a long-term issue that you've been trying to uh, work out it's a great time for breakthrough. Now, on the other hand, it could be like a breakdown. It could be a breakdown in communication. It could be a breakdown in um, the experience of a project you're working on, like you thought it was going to happen and now it's not. Um, you know, it's emotional. Mars is in Scorpio. Scorpio is water. This is about feelings. And so, it's best for all of us to stay on top of our feelings because we don't want to react. So when we have aspects like this, it's the reaction that almost always gives us agita. So it's not something that we can avoid. This isn't going to be something where you, you feel like you can run away and avoid this. There are confrontations often that happen with Mars and Uranus. And so each of us needs to be very aware of, like, well, if you don't want a confrontation in your life, then, um, then you need to work through this and make sure you do the right things so that there aren't these confrontations in your life. And if you feel like you can't avoid a confrontation, then maybe you need to sit down with yourself before you have that conversation and really work through the best, most wonderful way to have this conversation, this dialogue. Everything. There's a thousand ways to say everything. There's a thousand ways to say everything. You can say things in it, it. You could say things in a way that's going to be, you know, direct and possibly hurtful, 
Or you can be direct and very calm and say, you know, I'd really like it to be this instead of that. You can, you can express this in infinite ways. So how we express it, how it comes over, also how we do it. You know, it's always better in person or if you have to do it on the phone, physically on the phone as opposed to texting on the phone. Texts never come through right, neither do emails. And it's very important to be clear, clear with Mars and Uranus. Yeah, this is not Neptune. This is about clarity. And so we want to give the other people on the receiving end of Mars Uranus the benefit of the doubt. And we want to like look at why we're triggered. And this is a triggering aspect. So why are we triggered? What's triggering us? What gives us that, that feeling of, you know, well, this is get, making me hot under the collar. This is giving me agita. This is also the aspect where I give all my warnings. Don't drive angry. Be careful driving when you are driving. Look for road rage in other people. This is one of those abrupt, compulsive, shot in one sentence. Like, I just blew up my relationship by making that sentence. I just blew up because I got pissed off at that guy that cut me off when I was going to the toll booth. I, you know, all of those things, they get hot under Mars Uranus. If you don't have to go out, good, don't. I'm not saying hide under the bed, you know, but I'm saying, you know, avoid the confrontations or the stupid triggers that could get you in a hot confrontation. Don't, just don't entertain those. And use the energy in other wise ways. Use it to have a breakthrough. Use it to exercise. Use it to get things done around the house. Use it to do clearing, like clear out your old photographs from your phone. Clear out your closets. Do anything that's active. Mars and Uranus is active, but it's also brilliance. So if you have time on Saturday, say you're, you know, you've got your, you know, projects you want to do, you have creative projects or something, it, if you want to get something accomplished and have that breakthrough, you have to massage that creative energy so that you can get through and have the like massive aha moment, epiphany, that is going to get you to the other side of Mars Uranus. That's what we really want. And that's what is special about this aspect. It's not bad. It's not good. It's how we use it and how we react to it. You're lucky, first of all, because you're listening to someone talk about this. Because <laughs> the rest of the world is not. <laughs> there's, there's, numer there's a number of us out there doing podcasts talking about Mars and Uranus and letting you all know that this is a hot one and use your energy wisely as opposed to people who don't pay attention to these things and then wonder why they got into a huge argument or something happened. Also, just be careful. You know, something small. You could be in a restaurant and then you start having an argument with the people at the table next to you that you don't even know. This, this is what I mean. It's a spark that goes into a big flame. So don't allow that. Don't allow the big flame unless it's igniting passions that you have been waiting to ignite for a long time. That could be creative or that could be with another person. And do be gentle and kind to your partners. And if you're in a partnership of any sort, you know, do be kind to your partner and don't get triggered. So that's the other thing that's going on. Now, in the meantime, 
Mercury, who's going to go into Sag, as I mentioned, is going to make a challenge to Saturn. Because Saturn, remember Saturn turned around the other day? Yes, Saturn turned around. And Saturn went direct last weekend. And that was, you know, between, between getting sick for me and the eclipse hangover and Saturn going direct, I, I kept blaming illness on Saturn going direct. But it was like, you know what? It does have a, 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 an aroma of the eclipse. <laughs> so, so Saturn went direct. Saturn, Saturn is still at zero Pisces. And Mercury is squaring Saturn. And that will be on Friday the 10th at 10.07 a.m. Eastern time, which I'm now one hour away from because they changed clocks up, up north. So this is something that we've been... Um, expecting too that Mercury and Saturn are going to have a little face-off on Friday. Now, knowing that Mercury and Saturn are having a face-off on Friday and Uranus and Mars are having a face-off on Saturday, I say keep your head down and work. And Saturn's about work. And if you can get really specific in your work, which Mercury and Saturn love, if you can get really specific, like, like for example, like this creation immersion I'm going to do, when you do this work, and I have learned through my own mentoring process that we have to be really specific about what we're offering and how we're doing things and why someone wants to work with us. And, you know, that's a very specific, we answer very specific questions, right? So Mercury and Saturn like the specifics. The more specific you get, the more detail-oriented you are, they, those planets will work well for you. It takes maybe a little bit of working with that energy and getting really insightful as far as where you can take your creative ideas, but use it to your advantage. That's what you have to do with Mercury and Saturn. We can use all of these aspects to our advantage. Now, I will have my podcast on Sunday, the 12th, okay? So just because I missed and I we're doing it a few days later doesn't mean that I'm not going back to my regularly scheduled programming. Um, but I couldn't talk Sunday. I had, I had such a sore throat that Saturday night, I'm like, oh, this is just, this is awful. But, you know, I'm sure by, because I'd been sick since like Wednesday night, Thursday. And when I felt like, I, you know, when I felt like it was just hard to swallow and everything on Saturday, I said, you know, I have to see how I feel tomorrow. Um, and maybe I'll just have to take a, a break on the podcast. And so I went to bed Saturday night saying to myself, I'm sure my throat is going to feel so much better in the morning. And that didn't happen. And in fact, it felt worse. Sunday morning, I woke up and my throat was so raw and painful and I thought by like the third, fourth day of being sick that I was going to be, uh, what was that, like four or even five days of being sick. I thought by then I would have been like, okay, my sore throat's going away. My sore throat completely went away today. Today. Today's the first day. Um, just so you know, I keep pausing this to cough. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting all the coughing. I'm pausing it going back I'm editing as I go along so that you don't you don't witness all the coughing but anyway that's this rarely happens I never get sick I never get sick I got sick a year and a half ago and then before that it was 2019 so no and 
like I said, eclipse hangover, Saturn going direct, even my kitty, she needed medical attention because she had inflammation in her mouth, the poor baby. So I've been giving her anti-inflammatories, which has not been a picnic. If you know anything about cats, giving them medicine is not fun. So I'm, I'm getting sneakier, though, about it. So that's that's a good thing. But I wanted to make it clear that I will be on my podcast Sunday. That's my plan anyway. Now, Monday. Monday is a new moon at 20 degrees Scorpio. And so that is a good thing. And here's why. That is officially officially kicking out the eclipse period. Yes, the eclipses are over. Yes, the eclipse corridor is over. And yes, after the 13th, we're not going to be in that eclipse energy anymore. So this is this is like that eclipse hangover a couple of weeks. We're like It's almost finished. We've almost been done with the eclipses, but there's still stuff that was lingering in the air that we had to contend with. And that's why people get sick and people have, um, you know, lingering conversations or lingering stuff around the eclipses. I was really grateful for how quiet it got after they were over because it was unbearable those weeks of the eclipse, both of them. And if you want to learn more, you can still buy my Eclipse Masterclass, The Energetics of Eclipses. You can contact me about that. And, you know, the normally one is calmer than the other, and I didn't think that was the case this time. And something usually blows up, at least in my life anyway. Um, the last bunch, they something's blown up. There are times when I go through the eclipses and it's like, oh, yeah. I, yeah, they were intense. I got busy for a few days, but I'm okay. Like last time and this time, something definitely blew up. And that was six months ago. So, you know, now we're leaving. We're leaving the whole thing behind. And that is Monday, the 13th of November, where we have a new moon in Scorpio. Now, that new moon is interesting <laughs> because the new moon is, yes, that's right, folks. The new moon in Scorpio it means that the moon and the sun are in Scorpio, right? And that's 4.27 a.m. Eastern time on Monday the 13th. And guess what? The new moon is going to be opposite our buddy Uranus. <laughs> so, so here we are having that Mars thing, right, on Saturday. And then Monday, which is like the new moon is 4.27 a.m. Eastern time. Okay, if you're in Europe or something, that's fine for you because it's in your day. It's not the middle of the night. But, but my goodness, the sun and the moon are going to oppose Uranus. So we're having Mars and then we're having the sun and the moon. So this is not a place for... Um, being shy. <laughs> this is not a place for running and hiding. This is not a place. This is a time when you have to stand there and really be the scorpionic energy of the sun and the moon and stand in that place of experiencing Uranus again. <laughs> You know, this is asking a lot of us. This is asking a lot of us between Mars opposing Uranus and then the sun and the moon. If you hear me flipping my pages, it's my calendar and I'm looking at the times and everything. But, you know, this is a lot. This is a lot. This is Mars doing this and then it's the sun and the moon. So that's really, really a bit much, okay? 
So, yeah, I've saved the best for last, right? So this eclipse period is getting kicked out, kicked out by this new moon. That's great. We're happy. Ah, good. Finally, eclipse period is getting kicked out. But it's like a double kicker because it's not just alone. It's kicking out with Uranus. So here we are again. <laughs> so everything that I just said to you about Mars, apply it to the sun and the moon. Yes, it's different. The sun and the moon are, are not as actively seeking an argument like Mars does, okay? And this is this. they're all going to be very close to one another. It's not like... Mars is doing this, and then the sun and the moon are way, way, like, two weeks later. They're, this is a big kind of deal here when we're dealing with both Mars, and Mars will still be, like, hanging around on Monday. You know, Mars won't have, Mars doesn't move that fast. It's not Mercury. It's not the moon. It's not moving away from its opposition with Uranus fast enough to get it out of the configuration of the sun and the moon going there. So we're having this new moon with Mars, okay, opposite Uranus. <sighs> this, is, this is very powerful. This is such an amazing energy to use in your personal life for a personal or professional breakthrough, okay? Use it wisely. And everything is energy, guys. Everything is energy. And how we use it is all it's everything. It's absolutely what we have in our life, how we challenge ourselves, how we change ourselves, how we move forward, how we break through. It's everything. Energy is the thing that we need to work with. And this is a big test. You know, this is a big test of energy. It is about how well we use our energy and how well we can maneuver and navigate the energy and manage the energetics of our life and what's coming in. When something's moving through your life, you have to let it pass through and don't judge it, don't cling to it, don't do anything. Let it pass through you. Cry, scream, pound a pillow, go for a walk, go for a run, do something that's going to give you a, a movement to get this energy through you. My coach said something today. She said, leaders are bridges and they need to be tested to be solid. Now, are we increasing our capacity to hold more? Because if you're going to sit in the face of Mars, Uranus, and the moon, and the sun, and this heated aspect, and you're going to cower in the corner and hide under the bed, <laughs> you're not going to get through this. We have to eat fear for breakfast those days, okay? <laughs> we have to summon the warrior. And not that, you know, here I am saying, oh, but Venus is in Libra now, and things should get more peaceful. I don't know about that so much that things get peaceful, but peace will be more the goal for a lot of people as she's ruling the heavens. Um, maybe there are people who are tired of fighting. Maybe you're in a relationship and you're tired of fighting, and you want peace. But this is something that we need to know, no matter what comes, we can handle it, okay? This is asking us to practice the concept of being a solid bridge, okay? If, and you're not given more in your life. You know, why didn't I get the promotion? Why didn't I get the raise? I don't, maybe you need to show more that you are in that position of leading through this energy, you know, leading your way through the energy. 
instead of backing away from it. And this is something that we just have to kind of accept. And we have to accept where we are right now with it and just embrace it and not allow ourselves to fall apart when these things happen and know that we've it's been given to us to make our bridge stronger, more solid, okay? And increasing our capacity to hold more. So we want to increase that. We want to be able to hold more. And the only way that we can do that is by moving through aspects like this with ease, grace, and flow. Allowing it to pass through our system, our body, our mind, and work with the energy. It has a message for you. All this astrology always has a message for us. Did, did I forget to mention that? <laughs> it always has a message for us. Always. So we have to listen closely, especially, you know, now with things being so intense with Mars and the sun and the moon and opposite Uranus. <laughs> and we have to embrace the intensity and use it to further our aims and our life and hold more and give ourselves a greater capacity. Okay, we're not going to do that if we don't eat fear for breakfast. Okay, <laughs> so we have to, you know, it's okay. You're going to get moments when you're like, oh, you know, I didn't like having both my cat and myself under the weather at the same time. Believe me, that was too much for me. It was too much, but I know I can do it. I, I know I just, I got the right help immediately for her and I got um, the right assistance for me with her and, and I got the right help for myself. And yeah, it's a bummer. Did I want to have to do all of that? No, no. But I'm like, all right, it, this is what's being given to me right now. And this is what I've got exploring. And, and now I know I can handle it. Um, bless my little kitty's heart. She's been a good girl. So <laughs> anyway, um, this is it, folks. We're dealing with this hot new moon. So it, yes, we're going to finally kick out that damn eclipse period. But whatever might not have been worked out and worked through th from the eclipses, we might like hear about it on Monday the 13th. Okay. So I'm just letting you know that. So this is, you know, and you're going to hear me again on Sunday the 12th. And we'll have had part of that relationship, you know, with, with Mars and Uranus and... That would have been on Saturday. So by the time Sunday comes, I'll have something to report back on, right, from from the astrological field. <laughs> I'll have something to report back on. And that's it. So here I am. It is Wednesday. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your good wishes. Thank you for sending your love and care and thoughts. And I heard all of that on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. So thank you so much. I am available for sessions. If you'd like to speak to me, uh, you can go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com and click book online. And you can get any myriad of sessions, Reiki, uh, astrology. You can join me in expansion mentoring. And hey, this is how we expand. We learn these things through experience we grow our capacity to hold more, and that's how we expand. So, you know, join me in the journey. It's three months, six months, or 12 months, and I welcome one and all to contact me about expansion mentoring and creation immersion and um, 
anything relative to Instagram, it's the Golden Astrologer, and I will see you there. I'm doing, I'm breaking it up a bit. It's not as much astrology, but it's more like ideas and mentoring and promotion and those kinds of things. So um, I have to make everyone aware of all the things I do uh, because I do lots of things. And I've been working with people for 35 years. And it's been, you know, an amazing ride all these years, but, you know, people need to hear more of my stories, I think. So I'm going to be presenting more of that. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful week. See you Sunday. Talk soon.